Let us open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. We've assembled in this house as Christians, Bible Christians, following the Lord Jesus Christ as the Bible describes Him and His character and His conduct. And we find in Matthew chapter 22, His enemies, the religious leaders of His particular day, trying to confuse, entrap, ensnare Him. First of all, it's the Pharisees and the Herodians. Then it's the Sadducees. And then when the Pharisees got a little haughty because he had just silenced the Sadducees, he took them apart with a question in the latter part of the chapter. And he did so well in handling truth that it says in the last verse of this chapter, no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Amen. What a Savior. He had the tongue of the learned, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 50. Matthew 22, let me read to you verses 15 to 22, and let you think upon the fact that even the Lord Jesus Christ with His perfect life, there were efforts made by His religious enemies to ensnare Him about His attitude and actions toward civil government. Matthew twenty two fifteen. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true, and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled, and left him, and went their way. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice just a couple of things, because this is just an opening passage of Scripture. The enemies of truth will profess truth and try to ensnare us in our attitudes and actions toward government, just like they tried to ensnare the Lord Jesus Christ in His action toward government and His attitude toward government. They may provoke us by flattering us about a free society, about a free nation, about being free men, in order to arouse the nationalistic pride that is in all of us in order to go against a de facto government. The de jure government or written constitutional government of Israel was the Old Testament. But Caesar was the de facto government because the Romans had defeated the Israelites and were occupying their nation successfully. 
And so sometimes we will get into conversations with those who will want to talk about being free men. Either free men because we're under something they call the Constitution, or free men because we're under the Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore we don't fear or care or regard any for any man. And they'll provoke us to think in independent, free-thinking terms that would be insubordinate to civil government. And they did that to the Lord Jesus. And so they asked him a question. Now, there are two groups of men there. No matter how he answers, they are going to entrap him. In Luke chapter 20 and verse 20, they are called spies. They have come out to entrap him. The Herodians are loyal to King Herod, the appointee of the Roman Empire. If he says, we shouldn't pay tribute to Caesar, they're going to be all over him. If he says, we should pay tribute to Caesar... The Pharisees are going to be all over him because they were the nationalists of Israel. They hated the Roman government. They wanted to throw the Roman government off, and that is why Josephus, a Pharisee, led the Jewish armies of Galilee against the Romans just a few years later. And so the Lord's caught, isn't he? No, not our Lord. And we want to be as wise as he is. But brethren, the most important thing, and we'll never be as wise as he is except through his word, the most important lesson for us is that we live a life that if we are ever put on trial for our attitude or our actions toward government, it will be consistent with the Word of God. If they find fault with us, let, let them find fault by their false accusations, but never let them find fault in us based on the Word of God. Never. Jesus said, show me your money, you hypocrites. He knew what they were up to. They weren't sincere. They were lying to him, talking about him being a lover of truth and regarding no man. They didn't care one bit for any of that. They wanted to trap him so they could have him killed by the governor. They needed to use the Roman Empire. They're asking a question about the Roman Empire, but they could not put the Lord Jesus Christ to death without the Roman government approving it. So they wanted to entrap him. You don't have enough words here in Matthew alone. If you were to read the account in Mark and Luke, you would find out that they wanted the evidence to go to Pilate in order to be able to put him to death because they couldn't. So they're appealing to Rome while they ask him about Rome. Ye hypocrites! Jesus knew it all because he perceived their wickedness. Show me your money. So they pull out a piece of money. When you are circulating a piece of money that has an image and a superscription on it of an authority, you are acknowledging that they are your government. You are acknowledging that there has been a de facto change in authority. And Jesus points that out. It's a, it's a simple legal concept, but it's profoundly important for us right. as Christians to realize that. The Constitution of Israel was the Old Testament. It wasn't some dusty document written by deists and Freemasons 200 years ago. The Constitution of Israel was the Old Testament which said there can be no authority over this nation except one of their own. Deuteronomy 17 and verse 15. There was no appeal to that by the Lord Jesus Christ to some constitutional rights or privileges of the nation of Israel. It was simply what's happened? What's the current state of affairs going on in Israel? And the money showed that the current state of affairs was Rome was in charge, and they were carrying his money around and circulating it, and a free people don't do that. Right. Where was their money? Where was Judas Maccabees? 
or Joseph or David or Solomon or Hezekiah or Josiah. And so, once they said, Caesar, we're carrying Caesar's money. Well, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And the other thing I want to mention here that we should pull from this passage, we, we may not come back to it again today, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. We do not want to get the two mixed up. The greatest honor given to God is to honor Caesar. Because Caesar is God's appointee. Herod was Caesar's appointee. Pilate was the Roman Senate's appointee. But the appointee in Rome, Caesar himself, was God's appointee. And so the two go together. We render to God what is God's. There are certain things that He has required of us, no matter what Caesar says. And there are some things that Caesar requires of us, and God has said, go ahead and give them, because I've appointed Caesar as your civil authority in this world. We do not want to get the two confused, and to think that by obeying Caesar, we're disobeying God. The contrary is true. By obeying Caesar, we're obeying God. And what we're going to see in First Peter chapter 2 is, that we are doing the will of God and we are well-doing and we are acting as children of God and the servants of God when we obey the appointed authority over us civilly. Lord, help us and give us clear understanding of these things that we would always practice these things so that if we were ever put on trial, we go down for one thing. We do not want to go down for rebellion, revolution, sedition against our government We want to go down for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they want to kill us for loving the Lord Jesus Christ in some future date, and they certainly aren't trying to do that yet, if they want to do that, then let us go down for the right cause. Like all the martyrs we have heard about for the last year. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we are your little children. And we thank you for adopting us through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrificial death for us on the cross of Calvary. We're thankful that he is our king. And as our king, we are free. We are the inheritors of this earth. All things are ours. We are the sons of God. Even the angels are our servants. Mm -hmm. And yet, O Lord... For the proper functioning of society, marriages, families, businesses, churches, and nations, you have established authority in the earth, and we reverence it. Because you have appointed it. Heavenly Father, as we go through this first epistle of Peter, we see before us submission to civil authority, submission to employment authority, submission to husbands, And, O Lord, in other places we find submission to parents and submission to ministers. Heavenly Father, teach us these things. Root out of our hearts and out of our minds those feelings and those thoughts that are rebellious, that are independent, that are self-willed, that are arrogant. And let us follow the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostles and the apostolic message of the gospel to be subordinate, submissive, and in subjection, obeying and paying and praying for our political leaders from top to bottom. Oh, Lord God, we have heard many false things in the past. 
We have exercised ourselves foolishly in the past in pursuing rebellious courses against our government. And we pray that you would rip those things out of us and leave us the meek, gentle, obedient, kind, the best citizens in this country by honoring all men and being good to all, but especially the household of faith. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the nation in which you have planted us. We are blessed abundantly. Amen. We live with the greatest combination of privilege, prosperity, protection, and a pampered lifestyle that has ever existed in this world. We have more in combination of spiritual blessings and national blessings and natural blessings and domestic blessings and employment blessings than ever. We live a more pampered lifestyle and are protected and live in such great peace. We thank Thee, Holy Father, for our nation, and we thank Thee for our government. We may disagree with our form of government, but we don't care. We thank You for our government. We thank You for our division and separation of powers. We thank You for our President. Mm -hmm. And Heavenly Father, we pray Your blessing upon Him upon his wife, and upon his children, that you would give him physical strength, that you would give him mental intelligence, that you would give him character, and that you would give him wisdom and truth, that he would know how to lead this nation. We thank you for him. We are so much better blessed than Paul and Peter ever were under the Roman government. Occupying their nation enforcing paganism, driving Jews out of Rome, crucifying the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. We are thankful, Heavenly Father. We're thankful for our Supreme Court and the justices that sit. O Lord, give them wisdom to discern and to perceive wickedness and to judge rightly. We pray for our Congress in two houses. Controlled by the Democrats at this time, we don't care. Oh Lord, we're thankful for them. We pray that they will continue to legislate things that allow us, in spite of all the wicked men around us, to keep your commandments without fear of consequence. Oh Lord God, our trust is in Thee. We do not look to Washington, to Pennsylvania Avenue for our protection, but we look to the God of heaven. We thank you for our governor, and we pray your blessing upon her. We pray for our local government, our city and county councils. We pray for our local sheriffs and deputies. We pray for the policemen in our local municipalities. We pray for the inspectors and the regulators that keep our measurements and weights so consistently uniform across this country that protect us from thieves and liars and scams and frauds. Lord God, you have set up these things and they are a reflection of your divine power and authority. The measure is from the Lord and we thank you for it. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would preserve all those in authority as you have commanded us to pray. We beseech thee for them. We supplicate thee for them. We intercede for them. For there be many, O Lord, that will not bow the knee nor lift up the heart and the voice to thee this day, but we do it for them. 
We pray for our leaders from top to bottom that you would have mercy upon them and bless them, delivering them from their enemies, domestic and international. Heavenly Father, help our nation and preserve it. We know that as a nation, we are wicked. The truth is being forsaken for fables even in your churches. But we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would forgive this people and have mercy upon them like you have to this day. O Lord, we have sinned terribly against Thee, but You have preserved us, and we pray that You will yet preserve us. Heavenly Father, we pray for Your servants that are in Your churches and Your kingdom, that today when they preach Your Word in many places in this nation and in other nations of the earth, that You will bless them with understanding of Your Scriptures, that You will open the pages of Your Word to them, that they might behold wondrous things out of Your law, and then declare them plainly and boldly to Your people. That the Word of the Lord might have free course this day, and that Your preachers will be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith, and that Your people would have their eyes and ears and hearts opened to attend under the things that are spoken to them. O Lord, we pray for your kingdom to be increased and established in the earth and for your churches to be protected and blessed. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for every good thing that we enjoy. We live in the abundance of all things. We have more of everything and every kind of thing, many things that even our rich brother Solomon never saw. And we are so blessed And we thank Thee for them. We of all people should be the most thankful that have ever walked this planet. And so we thank Thee in the house of the Lord this day for Your kindness to this nation and for Your kindness to us. We thank Thee for Your kindness to us in opening the Word of God to us and saving us from the rebellious thoughts of tradition and influences and the seditious and our own foolish hearts. You have shown us political wisdom from Your Word, and we thank Thee for it. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, who stood between heaven and earth, who hung between heaven and earth on the cross of Calvary, and was the daysman between Thee and us, the one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. We thank You for His never-ending, ever-living intercession for us, at Thy right hand. We thank Thee that He is the blessed and only potentate, King of kings and Lord of lords. And all governments of this world shall give an account to Him who is the judge of the quick and the dead. We thank Thee for Him and we love Him. We thank Thee that our names are written in the book of life, which is the greatest gift You could ever give a man. We thank You for it through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the gift of Thy Word. We love every word of Your Word. Every word of God is pure, and we believe it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We believe it. O Lord, feed us this day by Your words from 1 Peter chapter 2. Bless our hearts and our minds to grasp and to understand, to embrace and to apply and to obey the things that we learned this day. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that You have exalted Your Word above all Your name, and we shall exalt it in this place. For without it, we stumble on in darkness. But we thank Thee that You have given us a light to our path 
and a lamp to our pathway that we might see the perfect will of God for our lives. Blessed Father, as we open up our lips and sing praise to Thee this day, sanctify it by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost, receive it up into heaven as a sweet-smelling sacrifice, the savour of which will bring blessing to Thy heart. O Lord, unite our hearts together that we will love Thee and fear Thee without compromise, without conflict, that we will not be double-minded or double-hearted, but that we will with single hearts worship Thee now. We're thankful to be in this house. We're thankful for the brothers and sisters You've given us that sit around us. Unite us now together into one body with one mind, one heart, and one mouth to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in His name. Your only begotten and well-beloved Son, our only Savior, Lord, and King, that we do pray. Amen.